Good morning. It's great to see you in church this morning. Oh, we enjoyed, did you enjoy the new song? It takes a little bit to get into a new song, apparently. So if you've been listening to it um, online or wherever, then, oh, my computer, first morning I do something with my computer and it decides to, to do this. Two seconds. Technology, eh? Give me paper and pen anytime. Um, but thanks for coming this morning. It's great to see you. Um, I'm going to share something this morning uh, about vision, what I'm believing, what the team are believing, what the leaders are believing for this year. And um, can I just say thank you? Can you see anything different on the stage this morning? Lights. Well done, spotted. Who didn't spot them this morning? <laughs> yeah, the lights have changed. I want to say thank you to Ben and his team. And, you know, he spent, he spent time wrapping those lights around, doweling inside and putting them inside those tubes so that we can enjoy some light this morning. Can we give Ben a round of applause and anybody else really who's been involved with that? So, you know, it's just a subtle touch. Um, but, you know, I want to speak to you this morning about... Um, the vision, what I believe for this year, but actually, in a way, the vision for this church hasn't changed. We came with a vision, um, I, I came with a renewed vision last year. We had a, it's only one year since we named this church Breathe New Life. Can you believe that? It hasn't been a difficult journey, would you agree? It's just felt a very natural journey. And to me, that's credit to you, your, your willingness to get on board and to be a part and to see and and to hear our hearts. So credit for you to become, for becoming Breathe New Life in less than 12 months. We're one year old. I think we're doing okay. Would you agree? So well done. That's only a year ago we brought the name change. And, um, and in a way, the vision, the vision hasn't changed. We're still the same. We're still loving people, loving God and loving people. We want to make disciples. So our purpose hasn't changed. So I'm not here to give new vision this morning. What I am here to give focus. And, um, you know, about six months ago, I brought a message to this church. Some of you may have remembered it. Some of you might not have been here. And I shared this message, and then I went away after, and I realized as time went on, God was speaking to me about this message. And this message was actually for 2020. It wasn't for last, the message I gave last year. So I'm just being honest, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect. I get it right sometimes. I get it wrong other days. But, you know, God forgives me and he loves me. But um, I came with a message where I was on the stage and I felt God show me in a dream um, one of these on the stage. And I felt him say to me, Paul, go and lift it up. And it was on the stage, right? Who can remember that? You know, if you weren't here, that's okay. You're going to get a message this morning. That's even better, right? But um, I felt God say to me, Paul, go and lift it up. Pick it up. It's on the floor. I want you to lift it, right? And um, I realized it was for this year. I felt God challenged me to say, Paul, I want you to lift some things. I want you to raise a standard. I want you to get better at things. And I realized that is because this is, is simply because we're not just here for ourselves, do you hear what I'm saying? This, is not me, this isn't me boasting, oh, look at us, we're going to be brilliant, we're going to be a great church. No, we're here to give glory. We've just been singing it. All the glory to you, Lord. So what we're doing, and you know, on the car park this morning, somebody said to me, guys on the car park do a great job. They've got umbrellas out there. Why are they doing that? Glory to God. It's not, look at me, I've got an umbrella. How can we go out of our way to help one another, right? Our core value, kindness. We're not doing it for ourselves. So when I'm talking about this this morning and lifting standards and raising things up, I'm not here to tell it's about me and about us. It's actually about him. And I believe we need to get better at some things. 
Because God isn't God doesn't want us just to look after ourselves. He wants to, us to help other people as well. And I really believe we're here to, for help other churches to encourage encourage other churches. Churches that have been through difficulties and are going through difficulties. Churches that aren't even here yet that need to be planted, right? To believe. And if we can believe by loving God and loving each other and making disciples, guess what? Other people might believe as well. So when I'm talking about raising a standard this morning, when I'm talking about lifting things up, it's not about us church. It's about him and it's about other people. So please hear my heart in this. It's not just all about work and you know, getting better at things. So the word I've got for this year is this, lift. God's saying lift. Lift something. And I want you to think, as I'm speaking this morning, what is the thing I see and what is the thing I can lift? Because we're all in this together, would you agree? It's not, it's not pastor's not the superman, right? There's no superman in church world. We're just normal human beings and we have to work together. Sometimes we elevate people and we think they're superman but we're not superman we're not superwoman right she's captain marvel but she's not super no right we're not we're just normal human beings right and we need each other so what i'm going to do in a minute we're going to look at the five elements of this church so being jesus centered being rooted um together um broad and far-reaching i'm going to focus on those and look at how we can help if that's what we believe is this church if, if you've been here before, you'll know, I've seen a, the, the vision is of a river and there's trees planted next to it and each one of them is growing, the roots are going deeper and we pick those five elements I'm going to look at in a moment. Before I do that, I want to give you two scriptures that I feel are key. The first one is this. It's from Psalm 40 verse 2 and it's David. And I know it's the Old Testament, but I think it speaks much of us in the New Testament. It says this, he lifted me. Out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire, he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Who does that? Jesus Christ does it. Is Jesus Christ a lifter of souls? Absolutely. Does he want to pull people out of the mire? Does he want to pull us out the slime? I know you might have a little bit of mud still on you, but that's okay. Jesus is taking you, he's washing you, he's cleansing you, he's renewing you. We're all on a journey, we've all come in, we've all been in the slime, some of us deeper than others, but Jesus' heart is to say, come on, let me take you out that, let me give you a solid foundation. Does anybody want that? And I believe that's God's heart, he's a lifter, God is a lifter. So when we're talking about lifting, we're talking about people. God loves people and lifts people. The second scripture is Exodus 17. And it says, the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. I need a volunteer. Somebody who's willing to hold a staff. Someone said, I am. I'll do it. Okay, where's, the, where's, where's our volunteer? Rob, come on. Rob always gets picked out. I don't know why. i got to admit, I said to Rob this morning, I said, Rob, can you, do you mind holding this up? And he said to me, how ev- heavy is it? I said, I, sent, I texted him back. I put, Rob, man up, please. <laughs> he sent me a smiley face. Right, Rob, your job throughout this 25 minutes is to hold. Co- come on. Yeah. Is that high enough? High it, low it, high it. 
Hi, it. Some of you don't know that game, do you? Right. Okay. Are you happy with that, Rob? You feeling okay? So far, so good. So far, so good. So Rob's going to hold that up all the way through this service for me as a reminder, right? And we're going to look at that in a minute. So I'm going to carry on with the scripture. It says, so Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, keep it up there, Rob, the Amalekites Sorry, as held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered And make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. Doing okay, Rob? You having lots of encouragements? (laughs) But here's the deal, right? I'm going to look a little bit more at this in a moment. So we're going to come back to Robert in a minute, and we'll look at this scripture. But I want to just look at the five... Um, areas of this church that I believe we need to develop, okay? And these are taken from our five um, aspects of the river. And the first one is Jesus-centered. And I believe if we're going to be a church that lifts Jesus up, we're going to be a church that glorifies God and we see the vision fulfilled, we need to lift our desire to pray, it's up there, and worship. Would you agree? Some of you are, ah. We desire, desire. Do you desire the things of God? Do you want what God wants? Where did it come from? It comes from prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Not my kingdom, not my will. Your kingdom, your will on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus says, I'll teach you to pray. The first thing with prayer is it focuses on God. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. It's about our connection with God. Would you agree? And if we're going to be a church that sees God glorified, I believe we need to lift our desire to pray and worship individually and also corporately. And we're going to give you some things to help you with this. We're going to give you a prayer journal. We're going to give one out. Don't give it out yet. Hold on. Hear the word prayer journal. We're going to give you a prayer journal this morning. To encourage you daily to write something in there. What are you praying for? What are you believing for? What do you see? Otherwise, if we have no desire, we won't see it. Now, if you don't have a desire, that's another question. Do you have a desire for the things of God? If not, have a look at yourself and consider, do I love God? Have, have I received Jesus in my life? And I, do I want to do what Jesus, am I a follower of Jesus? Or do I just want Jesus to save me and not follow him? That's for you to ask that question this morning. Jesus still loves you anyway, no matter what you do. The second one is this, rooted. We lift our desire and commit to daily disciplines. You know, maybe your discipline could be read scripture or think on a scripture each day. Maybe you already do that. Maybe you could go deeper and say, I'm going to have a time of devotion, prayer, but also read the scripture and go deeper into Jesus. Does anybody want to go deeper into Jesus? 
I don't know about you, but I'm so far, but I know there's always more of God. I want more of God. So commit to daily disciplines. The third one, together, we will lift our desire and commitment to belonging. Do you belong? How are you doing, Rob? Gain heavy. Oh, I'll hurry up then. I've got 22 minutes, so I'll speed up, okay? I'll cut the waffle out. So a commitment, right? A desire to commit and belong. That could be small groups. This year, we're going to have a focus on developing small groups. We've got good small groups, but we're going to need more small groups. If we grow as a church, we're going to need more small groups. We're going to need more small group leads. Do you desire that or do you just want to say, no, I don't want to be a part. No, no, no. I desire for this. I want people to feel a part. I want people to belong. I will take responsibility for them and say, I'll lead a small group and I'll help to mentor them and support them and love them and care for them and shepherd them. We'll all do it together. Does that make sense? But if you have no desire, that's okay. Maybe you should pray about it and see what God says, see what the scriptures say. Maybe you'll find a different response to what God wants you to do. That's just a point. Okay, so together we want people to feel a part. We don't want people to feel, oh, it's about your group and my group. No, no, no. We should be open-hearted to receive people and look out for one another. That's Jesus' culture. Let's not create a little, you know, little groups within the church, but we have a church that's you know, open to other people as well. Right? We're not clicky, but we're actually receiving people as they come in. There's no perfect church, but I believe we need to have a desire to, and commit to belonging. The th- fourth one, well done. Well done. Broad, we will lift our desire to discover and invest our gifting. You have a treasure in you. You really do. Whether you believe it or not, I believe God has put something inside of you that you can give. Not just here in church, but out there somewhere. So you can shine. So you're not hidden down here, but you're lifted up, as Jesus says, right? So you can shine. You're like a city on a hill. You don't want to be put down, but God wants to lift you up and find what you've got, what you can give. Could be time, could be you know energy, it could be that you can, I don't know, you're good at communicating, you're good at playing an instrument, you can be amazing at holding an umbrella. Come on. Everybody can hold an umbrella, can't they? And I'm oh, sorry, unless you haven't, you know, unless you, you know, you haven't got arms, but I'm sure I've seen people on uh, Paralympics do some amazing things without arms. I'm sure they'd find a way to hold an umbrella. You've got something you can give. Let's find it and discover it and let it be a blessing to someone else. And the last one is this, far-reaching. We will lift our desire to reach and impact our community. Let's be a church that's not just focused in here, belonging, but we're a church that's always looking out for other people. You know, I had a dream last night. I am shared this with anyone. And in the dream, I saw people responding to the gospel. I saw people from the back of the church who'd been in church for many years who were, this is, this is not you here this morning. Chill out. But they were kind of people who've been struggling. You know, they've been here week in, week out, but they're struggling. All of a sudden, they came alive and they responded. They came up on the stage and people were getting baptized. Right? I want to encourage you. Let's believe. Let's, let's have a confidence in the gospel and believe that people who we connect with. Let's love on people. Let's not just preach at them. Let's love on people. Let's love on our community. And let's believe that God. Well done, Steffi. You getting it, girl. The ladies over here are getting it. You know, I said I'm going to see what people do. Don't interrupt me preaching though, Gary. Thank you. No, I'm only kidding. You can shout as much as you want. Okay, um, so here's some practical outworkings very quickly. Okay, here's some, all right. We're going to put some additional prayer nights on. Boom! Boom, boom, boom! 
Let's get this engine turned on. Let's get some fuel in this thing. Let's get some break. You want some breakthrough oil? Come on, let's seek God individually and corporately. We've got a prayer meeting on tonight. So, so this is the vision how it worked, right? I'm giving you, do you see this church a praying church? Do you see it a, a praying church? Do you see it a church that's impacting community? Because if you see it, we need to be it. So I'm putting, giving you an opportunity. I know some people can't make it tonight, but straight away tonight, we're going to have prayer and worship this evening. We're going to seek God in prayer. Is that okay? We've got one tonight. We've got one up for the men on Friday night. All the men, 10 o'clock till 12 at midnight. Come on, let's put some fuel in this engine. Who's up for it? Tomorrow we start 21 days prayer and fasting. Loads of opportunities for you to get engaged in prayer and worship. Would you agree? Well done. Keep going. So here's another one. We're giving you prayer journals. So daily you can look at that. You know, it's a lovely little prayer journal we're going to give out at the end as a response as well. And the next one, we're going to bring in resource and gifting. We've put money aside as a church that we're looking to find the right people, not just anybody, but people that can come in and speak, people that can come in and train our leaders as well, people can come in and give us ministry to encourage us and strengthen us. We're going to be investing in resource and gifting this year. Is that not good? We put more money aside for that this year. We believe in investing in this church. The other one is this, and this is one that's a little bit, I'm not quite clear on this one, but I really feel this, and the team feel this on our hearts, that we discover what it is to be ascending church. Ascending church. We're not just here for ourselves. Okay? What the, these things frustrate me with people that go off and just do things randomly. I, I, I just think sometimes people miss when they just go and start churches randomly and they don't have covering and support and resource and backing. I believe as a church, we're going to support people. I really do. It's on my heart. We're not just here for ourselves, but we're going to be helping people around, not just this city, but beyond. Well done. Keep encouraging him. Does this make sense to me? Now, I'm not saying, you say, well, pastor, when are we going to do this? I don't know, because I just know it's on my heart, that there's things on my heart, and pastors on my heart, and churches on my heart, and I realize we're not just here for us. Does that make sense? Trying to open your eyes up to big vision. Keep him going. Well done. So the next one is we've got to focus on small groups, which I've already mentioned. And then the last one is this. this is, I feel this is key for us as a church to raise our expectations, to raise our standards, to believe for more from God. We are going to renovate this auditorium. And Rob. We're going to renovate Rob as well. <laughs> but here's the deal, right? I saw the flag on the stage and I felt it was important to do something with the stage. So we're going to renovate. We have, we have renovated every room in this church apart from this one. Now, I didn't intentionally do that because I'm not that clever. But as I've reflected on it, I realized maybe why God was guiding me to the other rooms and not to this one. Because it's not about the platform here. It's about other people and caring for, right? And the last room we've done is this room. So please hear my heart. We are not creating a platform for ourselves to look good. We're creating a platform because I believe, I believe, I believe God's going to help us and connect us beyond this church. And he's saying, I want you to lift a standard, Paul. I feel a challenge to do it, okay? So does that make sense? Just give you an idea of how much things cost. This stage, a, new, a brand new stage, is £10,000. 
Wow. New copy. Well done. Keep encouraging. This car, a carpet in here between eight and ten thousand pounds. So we're on twenty thousand. Last year, our vision offering initially we wanted. This year, we're believing for fifteen thousand pounds. That's five thousand short of the stage in the carpet. Now, fortunately, we've we've done okay this year and we've carried some money over. But I'm also believing God's going to provide so that we actually do the whole of this room. Amen. So, just giving you an idea. Next week, one of the main things we're looking at is renovating this auditorium. And you can spend half a million on this auditorium. I know some people that want screens. They're asking me. Yeah? Yeah? Some screens? You can spend 50,000, 100,000 on a screen. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're going to be good stewards with what God gives us. We're going to do it with an excellent spirit and attitude. We're going to do the best with what we've been given. So I know sometimes you might look and think, oh, I wish we could have that. I do as well. But at the level we're at, we're not at that level. Maybe in the future we might, but at the moment we're not, okay? So we're going to do our best with what God gives us. And we have a God of more than enough. Does that make sense? Is that all okay? Rob's doing good. Okay, now, that's our focus, those five things. And that's some of the practical outworkings that we're going to do as a church, okay? Now, I want to go back to this scripture because the one with Rob... There's a few sweats, but I better move on then, right? (laughs) Wow. You know what? I couldn't have planned this any better. You know, my my heart was this. I hope people encourage him and I hope people support him. Because I was going to plan that. I asked people and I just pulled back and thought, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to see what the church does. Does that make sense? Did you put deodorant on this morning, Rob? Yeah, he's all right. (laughs) I did warn him. Okay, so, listen, when we're talking about lift, what people can often think, or standards and expectations, people can say, it's all about works, or you're asking me to do more stuff, and, you know, and yes, we've got to do work, right? But I believe God, in his wisdom, can give us ways to get victory so that we actually find rest in victory, Right? God doesn't want us to burn out. So when I'm talking about this raising standards and getting better at things, I'm also wanting to balance this out with a message I believe God gave me for this morning, which will help us to um, do it in a healthy way. Does that make sense? Now, Josh, uh, Joshua gets an amazing victory with Moses. And I believe God wants to give us as a church a victory. Okay, Not just individually, but corporately, so us as a church can actually increase and be healthy and have influence because we're doing it the right way. Okay, So I want to look at this scripture, right? and four things I'm going to give you that is an acrostic to rest. God wants to give us rest, amen? He gave us rest through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. He's the Lord of all things. He's the Sabbath. He is the rest. And he wants to give us rest in our battles. So I'm going to share an acrostic here, right? Rest. The first word, I believe, is important for us to get victory individually, but as a church, is this. Remind. Your victory will come when you you are reminded of who Jesus is and who you are. You see, Moses was up the top of the hill and all the people down below were watching and looking up and he was holding up the staff. What does the staff symbolize? For them, the staff symbolized Moses going into Egypt and seeing mighty works 
what God did through Moses. Remember, Moses is saying, remember God, remember the works of God, remember almighty God, remember how powerful he is, remember how gracious he is, remember how kind he is, remember how gentle he is, remember how loving your God is. Does this make sense? So Moses is holding it up, but as soon as it began to get come down because he was tired, they began to lose the battle. Listen, our battle is found in Christ and Christ alone. You won't find it anywhere else. You won't find victory over death anywhere else. Victory over sin, it's only found in Jesus Christ. This points forward to the cross of Jesus. This is the cross. Pointing forward to saying there's a greater victory that's going to come in the future. And you might be in a bad season right now. You might be in a difficult season. But I want to encourage you by faith. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on the cross. You may be in a cave. You may be in a dark season. But guess what? There's a new day coming. There's new life coming. And it's done by faith and faith alone. Okay? So this is reminding us. And as a people, if we're going to have victory, we need to remind ourselves of who Christ is and who we are in Christ Jesus. And that is where we will find our victory, I believe. Amen? So I'm going to read a scripture. I'm going to skip the first scripture. I'm going to say to 1 John 2, and it says this, 12 to 14. Whenever our hearts make us feel guilty. Does anybody ever feel like that? Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, my word. I'm going down, down, down. Listen to the word of God and how he lifts us. Thank you very much. That's kind of you. You've read the scripture, haven't you? Yay. Wow. Whenever our hearts make us feel guilty and remind us of our failures, we know that God is much greater and more merciful than our conscience. And he knows everything there is to know. What a great scripture to remind us. When we fail, when we get it wrong, when we feel rubbish, when we feel inadequate, what are we going to do? Let's look at what God says in the scripture. We may feel guilty that we're not good enough. What does God say? Look at who I am. I've forgiven you. Let me wash that conscience of yours and remind you that you loved, you cherished in my sight. Okay, the next one is, and you've done it this morning, is encourage We need to remind ourselves of who we are in Christ and the victory that Jesus has given us. But we also need encouragement. You know, the encouragement was coming from Moses and it was coming down the hill and it was going to the people. Remember the victories that you've got. But they also went to support him. That's why I'm really pleased this morning. You've just naturally done it. I haven't had to ask people to do it. They went and supported him. How did they do that? They went up and put a chair, well, a stone. It wasn't a chair in the Bible. And, um, and they put a stone underneath to, to, for him to sit on. And then people went up and supported him. Let me share your scripture. It's from Hebrews 10. It says, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, turning up is an encouragement. Turning up to a small group is an encouragement. I've led small groups where one person's turned up. I've led small groups where no one's turned up. And I know it's not about people turning up. I know you're serving Jesus and all that kind of stuff. And that isn't where you get. But it's still encouraging when people turn up. 
It's still encouraged when someone helps you and supports you. So can I encourage you? Think of a way that you can encourage somebody in this church or outside of this church. Amen? Romans 15, 5 says this. May the God who gives endurance. Anybody need some endurance? (laughs) Anybody going through something right now that's just tiring? He's doing good up here. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had. You're doing well. So we all need encouragement, would you say? I need encouragement. He needs encouragement. Right? What, does he, what, what do they do? They, they lead youth on a Friday night. It's not easy. Right? Encourage them. Encourage your worship leader. Encourage the people on the car park, whoever. How can you do that? Serve, turn up, or words of encouragement that you can go and thank people. Think of ways. I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's for you to grow and develop and find ways to mature that so that you can be loving and kind and encouraging like Jesus would be. Amen? So the third one then, you probably guessed it, we need support. I've mentioned it. I'll share your scripture, and it's from... Um, it's from, it's Moses, we've already read it, 17 verse 12. It says, but Moses' hands grew weary, and they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it, while Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side, one on the other. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Is it much better? Let me ask him. Yeah, much better. Much better, right? It doesn't take much, does it? It took a chair and a couple of people to support him and hold his hands. You know, let's be a supportive church. Let's not just watch and think, oh, somebody else will do that. You know, leaders who are servants do this. They see a problem, they think, what can I do to fix that problem? That's what servants do. What did Jesus do? He looked at the earth in all of its sin. He didn't say, let them sort it out. He said, I'm going to come and serve them and fix it for them. That's our God, amen? Let's be a servant church that support one another Think of ways of doing that. And then the last one, I'm going to skip that scripture, is this, train. If we're going to be a church that gets victory, not only are we going to have to know we are in Christ, not only do we need encouragement, not only do we need support, but we've actually got to train people up. We need to train people. We have a responsibility to train people. You know, if we grow as a church, here's an example. I'm not saying this is what we do. We grow as a church, and we can't fill this room. Sorry, we can't fill this room. We, we haven't got enough room to, to put people in in this room. What do we do? We're growing, mate. Yeah, we're growing good. What are we doing? How are we going to solve the problem? Two services. Who's up for two services? Some of them are like, oh... You can see the arms coming down. You can see the faces of those who think more work, more work, more work. And don't understand this rest. See, if I train somebody up, if I train three people up, I've just helped to get three people who hold arms. But if I have a mentality that says more is more and more of me, then I can't do it, then it won't happen. Does that make sense? But if I have a mentality like Jesus that says, I'll train these 11 so that when I go, they'll do 11 times more than I can do. I mean, Jesus, the son of God says, these will do greater than me. Jesus, God, these will do greater than me. 
Listen to that attitude. Imagine us as a church. I'm going to raise someone up who's going to do greater than me. I'm going to help someone. I'm going to support someone. I'm going to encourage someone. I'm going to train a, I'm going to train a small group lead. I'm going to invest in. Do you see what I'm saying? But if we don't do the training, if we don't have the training attitude that I'm, I'm actually leading someone, I might not be doing it intentionally, but someone is watching you and following you. The attitude, the way you do things, they are watching you. Your children are watching you. You are training up your children with the way you live your life. You are training someone if you re- believe it or not. But as church world, we need to also train people up for ministry. We need to train more people up for worship. We need to train more people. If we go to triple service, if we went nine, 11, six. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hillsong do five a day. Five. Who's up for five? Woo! Mm. See what I'm saying? I'm trying to open your mind up to believe what God wants to do. And if God wants to do something, we've got to be willing to actually seek him and remind ourselves where our strength comes from, where our encouragement comes from, where the grace comes from, where God's gifting and anointing comes from. And when we get empowered and trained ourselves, we can train others up to do other things as well. And the church carries weight, takes responsibility, and we see more things happening. Who's up for planting a church? Some people. Who's up to being sent? As a, that's going to take some time and training. I'm not saying that's what we're doing. Pull back on that, right? I'm just trying to open your mind up of what God can do when we're willing to put ourselves on the altar. God can send us and release us. But we do it right so we don't burn out. Okay? We do it out of relationship and considering one another and how people are doing. So I've got one minute 30. Is this opening your mind up a little bit? Hopefully. Okay. I'm going to ask... If Dave wants to come up. Now, I mentioned earlier, this is, in a way, this is, you can argue that it's more work this year. But the problem with work is some people don't like work. Anybody else don't like work? Anybody got the Sunday night feeling? No? College? Remember it from school? Certain programs come on the tally and it reminds you of, of going to school and you don't want to go or whatever. But I want to encourage you in this, Right? It's important that our foundation is right. We're not, we're not earning our love. We're not earning God's love. We're not doing this so that we look, we're, we're better people. We're already made right through faith, okay? Now, Grace, my eldest daughter, was doing some homework this week, and she said this. She said, Dad, do you know what the definition of work is? I was like, what a question. I've just got in from work. I don't want to talk about that, Right? And, and she said, what's the definition of work? And, I, and it made me think. I thought, how do I define work? And I, and I said, Grace, I think it's something to do with the use of energy or force to make something happen. And she went, you're right, Dad. I was like, I could go back and do my GCSEs tomorrow. She said, you're right, Dad. And I looked up the definition of you know, there's a couple of definitions, whether you're a noun or a verb, but one of them is this, it's to do with physics. It's the exertion of force, overcoming resistance, or producing molecular change. So it's to do with a force or something that happens, it breaks resistance in order to do with change. That's why most of us don't like work. 
because we don't like change. We like things the way we like them. Would you agree? We like the comfort zone. But when we realize that change is for the good and that we can make a difference, work is good. Would you agree? Now, why have we lifted this up? Why, why is this important? Because God has done the work. God's works are Jesus on the cross. Jesus died on the cross for you. He paid the price. He paid for our debt. He did the works so that we don't have to do them. Would you agree? Now, what does that mean? That means when God's works, we, we receive it by faith, there's a transfer of energy or force that brings change in our lives. It's change. When we're reminded of the goodness of God, in spite of our circumstances and our pain and the thing we're pushing through that feels hard, yet we fix our eyes on Jesus, God is able to bring change in our hearts, change in our lives. We can see as He sees. We can see vision even though our circumstances feel like they're falling apart. This is the God who we serve, amen? So can I encourage you this year? Fall in love with Jesus. Fall more in love with Jesus. Let him renew your heart. Let him give you fresh vision for your family or your circumstances or your attitude towards work where you don't feel like you're making a difference but God says, I put you in that place so you can make a difference. Do you hear what I'm saying? When we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, he's able to bring change. He's able to renew us with a a renewal that only he can do. I think I'm going to have to finish. This is what we're going to do. We're going to give you the prayer journal. I'm going to ask you to respond in some way this morning to think about this year. I'm going to give you two questions. The first question is this, what do I see? What do I believe for this year? The second question is this. So guys, if you want to give the journals out, give them a pen. The second question is this. What can I lift? Where am I going to look around? What can I do in this church? Or it might be at work, or it might be in your family. What is it that I can lift? Just like Rob, he needed someone to lift his arms. We can look around and think, Where can I help? What can I do? What is it you're going to lift this year? And this is what I want you to do with that. I want you to think it through. I want you to pray it through. And I want you to be the very thing that you see. Who wants a united church? I know I do. Who wants a divisive church? I don't. So if you want a divisive church, be divisive. If you want a united church, be united. If you want a kind church, be kind. If you want a good church, do good things. If you want a generous church, be generous. Be the thing that you see. Don't just see it. Say, this year, this is the thing that I'm going to do. I'm going to commit to this, and I'm going to see it happen by being the thing that I see. Does that make sense?